0: This is episode number 29. I am your host, Stephanie O'Day, and we are going to dive into household cleaning today. We're going to do some cleaning less and playing more. I'm so happy you are here. So clean less, play more. That happens to be the name of a book I wrote, and I get questions about it, and we are gearing up for yet another holiday and we're having people come over and my husband went out to get some groceries and I was kind of just sort of scanning the house and looking around and realized, you know, it's fine. People can come over on Sunday. And sure, I'll put maybe a few things away and I don't know, probably because Sheldon shakes and puts dog hair out when he shakes. I'll run a vacuum quickly over the hardwood floor. But for the most part, we're company ready. Bring it on. And so I wanted to share why I started cleaning the way that I clean, and I clean in the laziest way possible. I am very into less is more when it comes to this. This isn't the queen of England is coming with her white glove and monitoring and, and, and looking for dust in hood, hidden nooks and crannies. This is real life. It is not a magazine. It is not pottery barn or real simple magazine spread in any way. We are normal, suburban, American people who have a busy life and are running a household. So I am going to share some things that have worked for us in the 20 years that I've been raising kids and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. And I'm going to go over the introduction of the Clean Less, Play More book with you today and go through the seven daily chores that I try to stick to and that my, I've sort of raised the kids to sort of do automatically. It took some time. If you are in the throes of what you would call messy house syndrome or the the acronym chaos, which is can't have anybody over syndrome, then it might take some time, but it's not an insurmountable task. You deserve to live in a space that you're proud of, in a space that brings calmness and contentment and peace. And it really honestly does start with taking the time to slow down and paying attention to what it is you want and what it is you're trying to achieve and not in a mad dash, hustle, frantic, I am behind feeling of crash cleaning. That isn't sustainable when you are in a crash clean sort of frenzified state, you're running on adrenaline or a burst of cortisol, and you're not actually calm, cool, (laughs) collected when you're cleaning that way. And you probably will misplace things because you won't know where you put them when you are frantically trying to clean, or you'll throw them away and then later kick yourself because you, you weren't thoughtful when you were cleaning. So, I am actually just going to read to you the introduction of this book. Um, I was going through and I was taking some notes and I thought, you know what? It's fine. I, <laughs> I like the introduction. I'm going to read it to you. So, I hope it is helpful. If you have any questions, please let me know. Some of these things may work immediately for you and your family and some things you may think, eh, I don't really need to do this stuff. Then that's fine. This is your life. You're not getting graded in any way. You get to decide what works for you, and if it doesn't, set it aside. It's no big deal. It's all fine. Okay. The introduction of clean, less play, more housekeeping for normal people. So our, this is what I've written. I like things clean, but I don't really like cleaning. I noticed that our family runs more smoothly when there is order and stability in our home. The kids are better behaved when their living space is organized and they know where their things belong. I love being able to spontaneously invite friends over without the fear of dirty dishes crowding the kitchen sink, wet towels on the bathroom floor, or messy, unmade beds. I like being able to shrug when the kids lick crumbs off of the floor. Will the playing cat game ever get old? I like that we can plan outings on the weekend rather than spend valuable free time cleaning up after a way too busy week. I like that the laundry is manageable and not overwhelming, but I still don't like cleaning. Instead, I prefer to do a little bit every day or have somebody else do it. So I never spend a whole entire day inside cleaning when I could be outside having fun. I have chosen how to clean less and play more. So how did this book come to be? I first began working on this book roughly 20-ish years or so when my oldest was still a baby. She has now actually graduated from college and I figure I might as well write down (laughs) and finish what I started way back then. So I wanted to write this book Because as a young wife and mother, I was frazzled and overwhelmed. I wanted the quote unquote, Martha Stewart type household. And remember, this was way before Pinterest and Instagram and Snapchat. And what are all the things, Tumblr, Twitter? No, what is the thing that the kids like? TikTok, all before (laughs) those things. And truth be told, I'm rather, I consider a pretty lazy person. I wanted the biggest bang for the least amount of effort, and that's how I came up with The Daily Seven, which has since been written about in my Totally Together Shortcuts to an Organized Life book and journal and what I teach in the Simple Shortcuts to Peace course. This book, or at least the idea of this book, came about right around the same time. There are a few things to keep in mind when cleaning less and playing more. First off, If it isn't dirty, don't clean it. If you do a little bit every day, it won't get overwhelming. If you get it out, put it away. You are in charge of your own stuff. Help each other. Children learn by example. Do not expect your home to look like a magazine. This is real life. If you have too much stuff, it's much harder to keep your home clean, and it's time to PROM, which is the acronym for decluttering, which we talked about quite a bit, and that is purge, remove, organize, maintain. Don't bring stuff into your house until you know where it's gonna go. And changing habits takes time. So the beauty of the Clean Less, Play More methodology is how easy it is to get back on track when real life happens. If you take or have to take the day off, You can rest easy knowing that your home isn't going to get horribly out of hand because it's tended to regularly. And I promise, once you get a hold of the daily, weekly, monthly, and sporadic chores, you're going to have so much more time to do the things you want to do. You'll have time to update the scrapbooks, do crafts, read fun-for-you books, spend time with the kids, and sleep. (laughs) Sleep. That is my favorite. And quite honestly, a clean home is actually better for your health, and anyone who suffers from allergies to dust or mold can tell you that the best way to feel better is to keep your inside living spaces as clean as possible. A clean home leaves fewer places for germs and bacteria to hide, plus dust and allergens build up in carpeting, bedding, and upholstery, and it can exasperate existing allergies and asthma. A clean and organized home is very good for your mental health and emotional state. In my How to Live Slowly book, I talk about how people who are emotionally healthy are in control of their thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, and they're able to cope with life's challenges, and they can keep problems in perspective and bounce back from setbacks. Keeping a tidy house can be overwhelming if there is too much stuff to clean, organize, and maintain. I highly recommend that you follow my simple method of decluttering, prom method. Again, I said it just a little bit ago, but purge, remove, organize, maintain. The less stuff you have in your house, the easier it is to keep it clean. Cleaning can be therapeutic. So some psychologists proclaim that maintaining a clean and organized home can produce a sense of accomplishment, happiness, serenity and clarity. And that is absolutely something that I see in myself, in my children, in the women I work with, and also in the school setting. So I do work in a school site, in an elementary school classroom. And because of this, I can see 20 different settings on a daily basis. And the classrooms that are clean and organized, the children and their behavior are calmer. And there's many less behavior problems in a clean and tidy space. Just psychologically, your brain isn't absorbing as much stimuli and you're immediately calm. So, I don't live (laughs) in a model home. So, I think we've all been in model homes. When the realtor is trying to sell a house, there is very little out. There's just a few key pieces of furniture and flat surfaces with very little on it. Also, you can think of the last time you checked into a luxury hotel or an Airbnb and it's clean and, and there's enough space and for you to put your own stuff out and kind of unpack. And that's the setting that we're trying to create and model in not an over-the-top way, So I I am not a minimalist in any way. We have stuff in our house. We've got three kids that are large. (laughs) I've got a 12-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 20-year-old. I've got a husband who's got hobbies and he's got stuff. I have stuff. We run a business out of our home. I've got a dog. We have enough space that each of the kids has their own room and their own space, if you don't have that in your house, if you feel as if you're outgrowing your house, you still can have a sense of order. You can have things in storage bins. You can have boxes in the corner of the room, holding and, and keeping things. That have overflowed. So don't feel like you are already behind or already sort of doomed and are setting yourself up to failure. If you feel that you don't have enough space, first off, that's a mindset thing. And if you decide (laughs) that you don't have enough space, you're always going to not feel like you have enough space, even if you're in a 4,000 square foot house. So flip your perspective a little bit and just pay attention to what you can do. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. So the mental health benefits of a clean house. And I think you hear me talk a lot about your thought processes and your mindset. Our last episode was all about mindset. But your brain in general is trying to solve problems all the time. So it's a computer and you get to decide what you're feeding it and what your input is. But if you have that thought or the mindset that this is never going to work or I've got too much stuff and I'm doomed, your brain isn't going to try and solve the problem. But if you sort of ask it what's working, what's not working, and what's the next steps? Your, your brain will immediately try and start to answer the question. So, so just stop and pause and slow down and go room by room, drawer by drawer. Okay, what's the next thing I can do here? And your brain will immediately give you some sort of answer. And then follow it through. When it comes right down to it. We all just want to climb into bed each night feeling calm, content, and at peace. We want to know that we were able to keep all the balls in the air and were productive without neglecting our own needs and wants. I know. I get it. That is why I recorded a free masterclass on the 10 things happy, successful people do each and every day, and I'd love for you to join us. Learn simple and practical tips to reclaim the sanity and joy in your home and family at stephanieoday.com forward slash masterclass. Okay, I have a list here of the mental health benefits of a clean house. So the first one is, is literally de-stressing. So a study led by an associate professor and research scientist at Indiana University. So Nicole Keith, PhD, a research scientist, found that women with high levels of cortisol, which we know is a stress-indicating hormone, revealed to doctors through a survey that their houses were disorganized and cluttered. And then on the flip side, women who self-reported that they were more comfortable and happy had more organized homes. This de-stressing also correlated with a healthier body. They were eating more nutritious foods, they were getting better sleep, building their immune systems, and being more active. Mindfulness. The mindlessness of cleaning allows you to practice mindfulness and meditation. So let's think about it here. So when you are sort of cleaning in this, like just wiping down kitchen countertops and putting away the dishes and folding laundry... You're cleaning, but it's not requiring you to think about it. You're just an autopilot. This the same way when you're driving a place you've been a whole bunch of times. The first few times you've got to think about what it is you're doing. But after you've done the, the drive a few times, you can kind of zone out and you get into this sort of meditative state and that creates mindfulness. So, think about it again. So, what I said was the mindlessness of cleaning allows you to practice mindfulness and meditation. So, cleaning, as it turns out, can actually help you live in the present and practice focusing. The Wall Street Journal reported in May of 2020 that those who deem household chores in a meditative light do not look at cleaning as a chore, but rather look forward to washing a sink full of dishes. And and it's really interesting if you take the time. I'm, I actually like to put on music and just enjoy and realize, okay, I've got 10 minutes here. Let's see what I can tackle. And while I'm in the process of doing it, I do get in sort of a bit of a trance and I'm able to think. And then since I'm a writer and I'm a teacher, I think of things that I want to write and teach you all about. And and it's great. So three, increasing productivity. A more organized and clean house can lead to a much more productivity, according to a Princeton Neuroscience Institute in 2001. You're less stressed and more focused without distractions from clutter and dirt. And without distraction, your mind can process at a much faster pace. Ensuring social confidence. If you're having friends, family, or even casual acquaintances into your living space, it can be anxiety-inducing if you don't have a clean house. In today's Instagram and HGTV-saturated society, it's easy for people to feel as if their home doesn't measure up. Confidence in your own house's cleanliness when entertaining can help alleviate feelings of inadequacy. We can't all have gourmet kitchens and barn doors sectioning off the dining room, but you certainly can keep the dust bunnies away. Sparking creativity. A kept house can spark creativity. Maybe you'll innovate your storage. Think of new home decor ideas and envision a whole new set, a whole new furniture layout just by being able to see what's there and what isn't. Some of my readers have started side hustles by selling unneeded books, craft supplies, or baby toys on eBay or Etsy. Reducing familial fighting. Absolutely. So, not being able to find a soccer cleat right before the big game or misplacing a utility bill is very stressful and can lead to bickering and accusations. But when things in your home have a place and all family members agree to maintain order, you will have a lot less tension in your home. It wards off procrastination. When you have a task you don't want to start and you find yourself scanning the room for a distraction, disorganization makes it much easier to spot something you can use to procrastinate. But when everything is in order, on the other hand, your mind finds it's much easier to get stuff done. And then the last way... Ironically, keeping a clean home is better for your physical and mental health, as you might actually eat healthier. Because if you've noticed when you're feeling stressed, you end up craving junk food or something higher with sugar. And that's your body's natural response to stressors. And as previously mentioned, clutter and messiness is stressful. But there's good news cleaning and organizing doesn't just make you less likely to want food that's bad for you. It can actually help drive healthy choices. A 2016 research study by Cornell called Clutter, Chaos, and Overconsumption presented people with food choices, and those who worked in an organized space were two times more likely to choose something healthy than those who had just been working in a messy area, which is kind of fascinating. Okay, so... I've alluded to it before, and I've written about it in length in the Clean Less, Play More book, and then also in the Totally Together journal. So the Totally Together journal, it follows the school schedule. So depending on when you are listening to this, it might not be the best time to order a Totally Together journal, and they're on Amazon. But I set it up to begin in August or September. I think it's August or September, but it follows the school calendar. Because in general, if you have children in the home and you're trying to maintain order, your life sort of revolves around the school schedule. And I always liken the school year as the mom's (laughs) new year. Many people start with back to school resolutions to this is the year that we're not going to misplace the field trip form. This is the year that we're really going to create a designated homework space and make sure that everyone's on track and that we stick to an afternoon routine and and bedtime routine so the school year starts off right. So in the Totally Together journal, along with the Clean Less, Play More book, i go over the seven chores for a highly successful household. So I'm going to list them off to you here. But since we're just talking in a podcast format, if you want more detail, go ahead and check out those books. So number one, make your bed. <laughs> make your bed. And it's so interesting how many people don't want to do this and they write to me and they're like, well, I air out the bed and, and I find that it's just nicer to just not make it. And it's, who who cares? Because I'm just going to climb into it. So, I'm going to push back. And if you are feeling frantic and frazzled and like you can't have anybody over, stick with some chores. And number one is make your bed. If you feel like you need to air it out, okay. When you get out of bed, pull everything back, let it air out while you're in the shower and getting dressed, and then come back and make it. But make your bed. Stop making excuses. (laughs) Make your bed. Number two, a complete load of laundry. So a complete load is washed, dried, folded, and put away. So we've got five people in this household, and I do run a load of laundry every day. Depending on who it is for, sometimes, I am the first to admit, it doesn't all get folded and put away each day. And that's fine. You do what works for you. I'm in a routine right now that on Sunday afternoon, I spend a few hours binge watching some sort of silly Hallmark show or Netflix and fold laundry in a kind of calm, relaxing way. And I have put that into my schedule. When I was home full time with the kids and they were teeny tiny, I folded and put away the laundry each day. So, for instance, right now, I am recording this at 4: 30 in the morning. I came downstairs. My husband's still asleep, everybody's quiet in the house. I put on a load of laundry, and while the coffee pot was brewing, I'm going to record this, I'm going to go back out in the garage, I'm going to flip the laundry and put it in the dryer, and then I'm going to take a shower. And one load for the day is already done, and at some point throughout the day, it will get folded. Probably this evening when I come home from work, I'll fold while watching TV. So, it's just something that has to happen. Otherwise, it backs up. It literally backs up. If you do not have such a busy household and you don't have laundry that's backing up, that's fine. Don't feel as if you have to follow everything to the letter that I'm describing. But if you're feeling overwhelmed, if the laundry is getting out of hand, start paying attention to it each and every day. Number three, empty all the garbage cans. So garbage cans are a pet peeve of mine. I can't stand opening a kitchen garbage can and seeing it sort of overflowing and, and then people are shoving it down and, and compacting it. It, it. Just at the end of the day, I, I walk around the house and the bathroom garbage cans anything that the kids have left in their room in a waste bin, I just sort of very quickly, it literally takes three to four minutes, pass through and empty all of the little waste baskets into the kitchen garbage can and take it out at the end of the night. And then we put in a new trash bag liner and start over again. If you've got diapers in the house, obviously take them out. If you've got stinky garbage, take it out as often as you can. But Keep your house clean. Don't store garbage in your house. Number four, keep your kitchen sink empty. Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know about you, but in our house, if the dishwasher is running and someone puts a knife in the sink instead of actually washing the knife and putting it away because the dishwasher is running, all of a sudden it is a green light for everybody else to just start shoving their stuff into the sink, and things magically, like, get magnetically attracted to all the stuff in the sink. And before you know it, the kitchen sink is completely useless, and if I'm trying to wash lettuce, I can't, because the kitchen sink is filled with stuff. So, don't do it. If you have a dishwasher, put things in right away. If you don't, wash and put it in the dish drainer right away, but try your hardest to keep that kitchen sink empty. Number five, clean up after yourself and help children do the same. So kids learn by example. If you want your children to pick up after themselves, you need to pick up after yourself. So if when you're done reading the magazine, don't leave it open, laid out on the couch. Fold it up, put it away, straighten the couch cushions, and move on to something else. So You don't need to constantly police yourself and and the children, but pay attention to what you're doing. And again, it's all about taking the time to go slow and really thinking through your actions and giving yourself enough time to do things so you don't feel rushed. So in the Simple Shortcuts to Peace course, the first thing we talk about is time management. If, If you don't have enough, quote unquote, time to do the things you want to do, then that's something you need to work on right away and help your kids. Figure it out so they aren't rushed when they're trying to leave the house in the morning for school. My, my goodness gracious, if, you're, if you are the family that is always arriving after the bell rings and tardy, there's something that, that needs to shift right then and there. Okay, six, a bathroom wipe down. So, this sounds more complicated than it really is. So, I'm going to, when my kids were little and they took their evening bath, they're sitting there in the bathroom and I have to sit there too and watch, and like watch them because that's not safe to leave. So, since I was already stuck in the bathroom, I had a can of Clorox wipes and I quickly wiped down the sink. And the sink basin, and then the the floor would get wet, and I would put a towel down, and so the kids would get out, and then I'd quickly use that towel to dry the floor. And then since I was already on my hands and knees, I used that sort of moist towel and I just kind of mopped the floor super quickly. I mean, our bathroom is not ginormous, so it's not it was not a big deal. And Doing that on a daily basis or almost daily basis keeps the dust bunnies away. It keeps the hair and and stuff from accumulating. It's just an easy way to sort of dust mop slash sweep often. And in doing that, your bathroom just immediately keeps itself sort of clean. As far as your toilet and that kind of stuff, you can keep a brush if you want in there and swish the toilet every day. I personally don't. I just use a Clorox wipe and then throw it away. If you're worried about the environment and you don't want to use Clorox wipes, don't do that. You can spray with some sort of all-natural spray and then use toilet paper and flush it. That is fine. But if you're doing something on a day-to-day basis, it automatically is much cleaner than if you decide, oh, I only clean the toilets on Sundays or I'm only going to clean the toilet when guests come over. No, just just pay attention practically every day. And if you're home, you have so many more opportunities to be in the bathroom <laughs> and wipe things down. So a lot of us work from home right now or if you've got little kids and, and you're on some sort of sabbatical or a hiatus, just you have the time. So change your brain. And and stop telling yourself you don't have time. We're all in a bathroom multiple times a day. It takes about 40 seconds to (laughs) wipe down the top of the toilet and on the inside and outside with a wipe. Okay, number seven, the 10-minute tidy, the before bed, 10-minute cleanup. So before bed, set a timer and have Siri set a timer, have Alexa set a timer, and decide you're going to have a 10 minute tidy. We're not going to leave the dirty dishes in the living room from the after dinner snack. We're going to put them in the kitchen where they belong in the dishwasher or wash them quickly. So just set a timer and start instituting a 10 minute tidy. If your kids are in school, they're doing this already. There's no way <laughs> that the teacher is cleaning up after 25 to 30 kids. They all clean up after themselves. Many of them, and I watch them do it, take a wipe or a paper towel and a spray bottle and spray their desk off. They know how to do these things already. So start instituting a 10-minute tidy and leave the house each night in an organized state. This is also a great time to pay attention and sign any paperwork that needs to be signed and just sort of pay attention to the things that need to happen so you're setting yourself up for success the next day. Okay. I hope... That was helpful. If you have any questions, any comments, any feedback, if you tell me I'm out to lunch, that is fine. Um, Email me. I am always available. Steph at stephanieoday.com. I answer my own email. You can track me down on Facebook. We did start a Facebook group. It used to be called the O'Day Book Club. I think now it's called Slow Down Society. You can find it linked on my main Facebook fan page, um, just find my name, click on the groups, and um, it is right there. But I would love to hear from you and what's working, what's not working, what you need more help with. I'm here for you. Okay. Enjoy your day and thank you for being here. And as always, I think you are wonderful. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share... Comment and leave positive reviews the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.